Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. It says, the whole earth had the same language and vocabulary. As people migrated from the east, they found a valley in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let us make oven-fired bricks. They used brick for stone and asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered throughout the earth. Then the Lord came down to look over the city and the tower that the humans were building. The Lord said, if they have begun to do this as one people, all having the same language, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down there and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the whole earth and they stopped building the city. Therefore, it is called Babylon or Babel. For there, the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the world. There was a family that was going to visit some other family members. And the twin sisters had concocted this plan that they were going to pack their bags. And they made plans with their cousins on all the things that they were going to do for the weekend. And as the evening drew to a close, dad stood up and was like, all right, kiddos, it's time to pack up, head on back home. Now they thought because they had packed their bags and they had made their rooms and had done everything they were supposed to do, that they were gonna be able to spend the night at their cousin's house and have just a big fun weekend. What they didn't take into account was that dad and mom had already made plans for the weekend and they told him no. You can't spend the night. You got to come on home. Then that caused a lot of uh, disappointment because you had a group that had put together plans and had put all these things in place that didn't seemingly wasn't bad, but yet it didn't fit the plans of their parents. In this passage, we see something very similar when it comes to the creator of the heavens and the earth and his plan for humanity Versus what humanity is doing in this time. We find ourselves after the flood. So in Genesis chapter 10, you see the nations and you see the sons of Noah and their wives. And they begin to have children and their sons and then their sons' sons and their sons' sons. And you see this, the population growing after God hit the reset button when it came to the flood. And we see them scattered throughout the earth. Now, what's interesting to recognize is in the Hebrew text, Genesis 11 explains Genesis 10. In Genesis 10, we see them scattered throughout the earth. Genesis 11 tells you what happened of how they became scattered throughout the earth. Even in Genesis 10, you see where some of the even boundary markers are made. So as we picked up from Genesis 9, where we left off last week, we're moving through Genesis 10 and 11. And today's title is, When Our Plans Don't Succeed. Have you ever made plans and dealt with the frustration of them not succeeding? It happens time after time after time after time. Matter of fact, sometimes we go years with making plans and trying to make it work, trying to make it work, and yet it comes to nothing. 
today in looking at this passage, the answer that we may be seeking may be found is that our plans are not lining up with his plans. He may very well have plans for us individually and plans for us corporately, and we are making our own plans instead of his. We see in this passage, uh, they are making some plans, and they've made a decision of what they're going to do. They out in the east, and we're going to settle right here. We all speak the same language. You know what? We're not going anywhere. We're going to set up shop. And we're going to stay here because if we don't set up shop here, we're going to be scattered everywhere, and we don't like that. So we're going to stay together. So they start to build a city with a tower reaching up. And some of your Bibles will say even into heaven. They were going to build this, this monument that was huge. Some believe it would have been a, 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 some sort of temple as a centerpiece of the city. But there's a problem with this plan. There's a problem. Remember, God's hit the reset button. Humanity, they all, now remember, they all cousins, right? They all coming from, from Shem, from, from Ham, and from Japheth. So, you know, they, they all cousins. You know, it's their family line and family line and family line, and it's growing and growing and growing. They all speak the same language, and they all together. But there's a problem with their plan because their plan is to all stay together. But remember what we learned in God's plan when it came to creating Humanity is the crown of his creation. Male and female, he created in his likeness and in his image. And he told them to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, to be scattered throughout the earth, to exercise his dominion over all his creation as his vice regents over everything. What we see Early on after the reset button, even after the flood, humanity has gotten together and pulled themselves in rebellion to what God's plan is for humanity. You know, it's like, um, it's like, you know, I went in school before and that substitute teacher come in. You know, you see that sub? You know, I, I, I used to work at schools and um, I've been a sub before. And I remember, um, <laughs> I remember sitting in the class one day. And uh, these students walked in, they saw me sitting there, and they got happy as I don't know what. Why? Because it was a sub. That sub means free day, right? It's a free day. One of the funniest moments is my wife, she taught for 11 years. She was a math teacher. And one day I was sitting in her seat, and she hid behind the door. And a young lady walked in. She was a senior in high school. And she saw me, and she said, yes. I saw, I saw, I heard the yes out of her mouth. She said, Yes. And she walked in, she sat in a chair, and she saw my wife standing behind the door. She said, oh. Well, because the sub communicated free day. Well, it's been times where, you know, I was subbing and, and times where I was the student, and you had a sub, and the whole class, we decided, man, we ain't doing none of that work. We ain't doing none of that. They pass out a quiz, like, we ain't doing none of that. We wait till the, teacher, the, we wait till the real teacher get here, and then, you know, we'll get, you know, we'll do the real stuff. Now, the saddest part is, the most hurtful part, there were times that we as a class all made that decision, and the teacher actually took that as a grade. And he's like, we thought, I just, we thought we were smart. We thought we was getting by. We thought we were getting over. Yet we all received some bad consequences, even though we were all on the same page together in our rebellion. 
We see humanity has come together and they have said, we're not going to do what God told us to do. We're going to just stay here and build this city. And we're going to make a great name for ourselves. Now, I don't want you to miss what's, what we're seeing in this text. One, they got two motivations. One, they don't want to be separated from one another. They want to stay together. Two, they, wanna, they want self glorification they're going to make their names great they're going to be big we're already seeing in the text and as we see as the weeks go on by there's already a problem rising of whose name going to be lifted up we got to be very careful in our planning when we're trying to make a big name for ourselves or are we listening and following the voice of the lord and what he's calling us to do they said, we're going to make a big name for ourselves, and we're going to build this tower, this, this, this building with a tower reaching up to heaven. Most scholars believe that they were building up a temple. So they were erecting a tower up for religious purposes, making a great name for themselves, all in walking in disobedience to God's command. And God steps in. When we talk about his master plan and where we fit in with this, it's important for us to recognize because we can make plans, we can have strategy, we can seem like we're doing something grandiose, but if we're doing it all in disobedience to him, it will not succeed. You will not receive the peace and the fulfillment and the satisfaction that you think you will once you complete it. You know, it's interesting. I've seen, I've seen sports champions win championship after championship, and it seems like they get less and less satisfaction from it because it doesn't fulfill. And they're chasing after something that they seem that they can't find it because what they're chasing after is the wrong thing. They said, we're going to make our name great. We're going to build this tower. We're going to build this great city. Are we going to build this temple? But there's another part of it. Temples were places of worship. And it is, this, this caught me because this made me think of me. You know? So it may not be you right now, but it made me think of me and just kind of how, how I'm rolling and what I'm doing, you know, even in my life. And I'm saying, if they're going to set up a place of worship in a symbol of worship, but continue to walk in disobedience, now I see why God is coming down, throwing all kind of confusion into it. Because that's a confusing place. I mean, as you said, you, you, you can't mix, you know, oil and water. You know, they, 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 it's, it's, it's like trying to have a, um, a magnet. I remember being in school, you have a magnet. You have a magnet and you have the, 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 the polar opposites and they attract. But then when you got those, the same uh, polarities, they, they, they just keep repelling against one another. No matter how hard you try to hold them together, if you let go, they will repel from one another. I mean, true worship and walking in rebellion to the Lord continues to repel one another. It's like my old pastor used to say, he's, he talked about when he'd get on a horse and he didn't know how to ride a horse. And he was doing all the calls they told him, yeah, get it up. Yeah, ah, slapping the horse, kicking the horse. And he said, well, you gave me the wrong horse. You gave me the dumb horse. The horse don't work. And he said, the horse not the problem. It's you. You're making all the right calls with your mouth, but you pulling back on the reins. The horse don't know what you want to do. 
Some of us, we may be praying and we serving and we doing all these things when it comes to the Lord, but our walk and our motivations and everything about us is in the direct opposite of what he said. The two can't remain. God sees this problem and he comes with a solution that uh, sometimes when you hear something like this, it can kind of jar you. It can kind of seem like, no, that's, that's not the God I serve. No, if it's not the God you serve, you may not be serving the God that's revealed himself in the scripture. So let me tell you about him. I, I remember being in college. And I went home. I was, I was like a sophomore in college, and I went home and to see some friends. And I hadn't been home for a while because I was staying here over the summers, working out and stuff. So I went back home, and I was hanging out, and I was going to be there for about five days. And uh, I found out, like, a, a lot of our friends, it was just, it's this spot. And, you know, this is how kids do. It was this parking lot where, like, everybody hanging out. And we pull up in the parking lot, you know, and I'm thinking, like, I'm a big shot. You know, I'm the college kid, and I'm playing ball, and I ain't seen people in a while. And, you know, I used to be real skinny, and I got a little muscle and stuff. I got some braids, so I'm like, I'm going to go up in here, and I'm going to say hey to everybody, right? So we pull up, and we sitting there hanging out, and we having a good time. And then all of a sudden, I was, I was like, man, I'm like sick, man. I got to go. And like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, y'all don't feel that? I was like, my eyes, said, maybe it's my allergies. I got allergies, and I'm like, Man, I'm messed up, and I'm coughing. All of a sudden, some other people was like, yeah, I mean, something. And all of a sudden, everybody around us, we all like, what, what's going on? And what, what the police had pulled up, and they were just spraying stuff in the air. Just pepper spray, just spraying. Just spraying. And I saw them, and I was like, they, isn't that illegal? Like, you can't do that. We, we didn't break any laws. Like, how they just spraying? And, man, people start jumping in their cars, and we just, and everybody just dispersing. Why? Because that wasn't a place for that type of congregation. That wasn't a place for us to come together. That was a, a parking lot for businesses and things. And it was like we, we're taking up space out here just hanging out and basically turning a parking lot into like a club. So the police came and just dispersed that thing. And he was like, no, y'all got to go. And they sent us out. We see this in this passage where they have said, we're not going to do what God called us to do. We're going to all stay together and make our name great. And God says, you know what? Uh, they're not going to be obedient. So we gotta, we, I'm going to do a little something to get them on board with what my plan is. So he comes down and confuses their language for the purpose of scattering them. Now, we all understand when, when we have language barrier issues. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna tell the truth, shame the devil. Before uh, me and my wife fell in love and got close, before we dated, you know, there was a young lady that I had seen, and I was like, man, I wanna take her on a date. I'm gonna take her out. And she spoke straight Spanish, and I spoke straight English. Like, I could tell you, man, I can count to 10 in Spanish. That's about as far as I could go. And I was like, how this gonna work? And I said, she, she, it was, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to pursue this because, it's, I mean, we, this is not going to work at all. We have nothing. Like, I'm going to have to have a third person there. We're just going to have an interpreter the whole time. It's like, man, it's not going to work. It's, it's not, you know. And, and, and thank the Lord that happened because I got my wife. Praise the Lord. So uh, y'all sitting there like, Pastor, no, 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 that's, that's praise the Lord. Um, praise the Lord. I couldn't speak Spanish back then. All right. But but it's just it's just show, there's, there's, you, you can't make you can't you can't if you can't communicate there, there, there's no communion. 
Because they were disobedient, God came down. And, it, and if you think about it, 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 the text doesn't say that they was out there acting a the fool. They went down there, you know, clowning out and killing folk and just making all kind of legal. The problem was God says, no, I want y'all to scatter because I got a plan for humanity. Their plans was against his plan even when it didn't seem like it was bad. But God came and said, I'm going to affect your communication because I need you all to do what I have commanded and purposed you all to do. And he confused their language. I said, we don't like to hear this, but God, when our plans are not lining up with his plans, God may cause division so that his plans may come to fruition. Now, now that's, that's that part where you're like, no, I, th- I thought God was all about it. No, no. God is about his glory and his word. And if we conspire against his word, he'll cause some division up in that camp. You thought, you thought y'all were partners and y'all were working together and everything was good, but because that plan was set up against God's plan, now all of a sudden you're, you're paranoid and you're looking at the other and now you're plotting against one another. And we see this all the time when it comes to businesses, sometimes in relationships. Why? Because we're not walking according to his plan and his design for us. He confuses their language. Now, I say this because this is true when it comes to... Um, I want you to think about what God says in this passage. It's important when we read in the scripture, when we talk about who's saying what and who's doing what. It's interesting. God makes this statement about them that's so powerful. And it shows us just how powerful it is when it's pointed in the right direction. All right. He says, they have become, and I'm paraphrasing, they have become unified in their thought and decisions. If they do this, there will be nothing impossible for them to accomplish. Now, what he's saying is this. He's saying, if they come together and they do this, meaning they set out against my word and my command, there'll be no holding back to them further and further and going further and further and further and deeper and deeper against my words. We learn something when it comes to the power of unity. Unity, when you got people, unity is strong. You know, it's, it's, you realize small things about unity. When you think about how your hand is made, you got got five fingers. You know, they say Tom Brady got six fingers now, but, you know, you got five fingers. That was a joke, you know. I thought it was funny, but... uh, you got you got five fingers. You, you, have you ever hurt one of those fingers real bad where you can't really use it? And like the normal stuff you normally do throughout the day, you find you struggling. You know, like I I I heard I heard you know your pinky finger. You don't think it's that big a deal till you hurt it. You know, oh God forbid you hurt a thumb. Man, you hurt a thumb. It's like man, you can't even you can't even shower right. You know, you can't even pick. I can't even pick up a pot. I can't wash a dish. I can't do anything. Why? Because my hand no longer unified like it normally is. I, I got four fingers trying to carry out what five fingers were designed to do. But when you got unity, then you can accomplish much. When you got unity that's against God, it can go further against God. When you got unity in His Word, then you will go. There'll be nothing stopping you from fulfilling it. I say that because we see this. In the New Testament, in Philippians 2, 1 and 2, and Ephesians 4, 3, 
uh, these passages are about the importance of the body of Christ, those who've placed faith in Christ to fight for unity. When you do our membership class, that's one of the things we talk about, how we fight for unity because we don't want any division when it comes into the body of Christ because we want to walk out and fulfill all that God has called and purposed for us to do. So we learn, it's like, God, you're here to tell me that we can, as humans, all of us can come together on the same page and be in agreement and yet still be against you? I bring that up because in our current, you know, in our... Western ideologies and our political climate and, and, and all the things you see from social media, you know, we talk about this, 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 this coming together and this, this unity and this one humanity and, 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 and world peace and all that sounds great. All that sounds great. But don't get caught up in a false unity. Don't get caught up in a, in, a, in, a, in a false brotherhood or sisterhood. At the end of the day, are we aligning ourselves with God and his word and his plan? Because if we are not, and it's part of the reason we see as much confusion as we do today. I tell people we're living in an age of delusion where the most ridiculous things are trying to be made the norm. The things that are obvious obvious and i've been delusional made delusional and just made up categories and i i could give a category i can give lists and stuff i'm not gonna do that right now you all can you, you right now you probably got things popping in your head that's just so delusional you can't believe this is what's being spread even publicly but it's chaotic because when we're trying to align ourselves against God's word, he says, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw some confusion and division because where I want the unity to be found is in me, not in you. When I talked about, uh, we're already starting to see a, a, a foreshadowing or a, a telling of, you know, a name being made great. Next week, we're going to see in God's plan when it comes about making names great. When he says, we're going to make our names great, God says, no, 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 that, that's, that's not how it works. It's about me. It's about me. So, so I, I'm going to take this off your hands. I'm going to get you to go where I want you to go because I got a plan that I'm putting in place. And his resolution to this whole problem is that he scatters them across the earth. And you see this, and you may wonder, like, even scientifically, and, you know, some, I'll deal with some of that, you know, uh, uh, it, in, in Genesis 10, you see some boundary markers of certain people going certain places. You know, you see Japheth's people, you know, they go to the, to the coastlands. And you got Canaan's line, and you see that where they're spelled out, which is actually, you know, Bible study time. That is actually the land of Canaan, which is the land of Israel, where they're going in. Because remember, why is Genesis written? To encourage them to put trust in this covenant-making God who gave them the land, who made the covenant with Abraham. Who is this God? He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. So that's why these markers are laid out. But also, we see something in, in verse 25 in chapter 10 in the days of Peleg. And that's through the line of, that goes from Abraham or even all the way down to Jesus. But we see, it says something that's interesting. It says, in the days of Peleg, uh, the earth was divided. So when I, when I talk to people, when I, you get in uh, uh, 
debates or uh, you want to say apologetics when it comes to the faith. We see something that the scripture gives us hinting it when it comes to uh, how could all these animals come into the ark that we talked about last week? You know, how could all these people be in one place and then scatter and be all over the earth? Well, you look at geologists, they have something that is called Pangea, where you ever looked at a map and it looks like it's a puzzle that could be put together? You know, where geologists speculate that there was a time and they rough, they estimate between 250 million to 175 million years ago. You know, now, like I said, th these dates get so out of whack. Some of them go away, some go away sooner. But they look at that they believe that there was just one supercontinent and through, through tectonic plates and earthquakes, then the land became divided. Well, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I read Genesis and it says that in Peleg's day, the Haaretz became divided. So they were all in this area. They built a city, Babel. God scatters them across the earth, and then the continents break. Now we start to see why you got different peoples. And then even in Genesis 10, we see how they, this line spoke a language, and then this line spoke a language, and then this line spoke a language, and why we got different languages. But what was God's purpose in that? Because remember, the whole thing was about this promised seed that was coming, starting from Genesis 3.15. And God was going to be faithful that he was going to deal with all sin, and he was going to conquer death, and this seed that was going to come from the woman. And he's tracing that seed from Noah through Shem to Abraham, and as we keep on going, it's going to go from to Israel all the way through Judah to Jesus. Now, why is this important? Because when we talk about this unity that's going to be found, and the name that's going to be made great, it's going to be his name that's made great. And his unity is going to be found in him. Because what was God's answer to Babel? In Babel, God confused their language so they could no longer communicate. But at the birth of the church, at Pentecost in Acts 2, what happens is God, through the supernatural giving of his Holy Spirit, the promise that the indwelling of the Spirit would come now by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, that now all languages, even though, even though you didn't even know how, what you were speaking, you were speaking language and they would be able to understand you. Why? Because it was the gospel and the unity was now not found in your ethnicity. It was found in Christ Jesus. Now, this is huge. Because God says, I don't want your identity found in you making yourself great. I don't want your identity and your worth being found in what you make of yourselves and humanity. I want your value and identity to be found in you belong to me. That's why we see in Revelation 7, every nation, tribe, and tongue represented in the kingdom of heaven. In the new heavens and the new earth. Why? By the finished work of Jesus Christ. See, this whole thing is, we're talking about this master plan. He's tracing, we have rebelled against him, but God says, in my faithfulness and in my love, I'm going to show you my grace and my compassion and my mercy, and I'm going to put together this plan so as it unfolds, you can grow to trust me more and more and more. But we learn these lessons. We got to be careful when we come together as humanity and start making plans. Because the first question we got to ask, all right, we're making plans. Let's pause. Uh, what has God said? What has God told us? And notice I said, what has God said? I didn't say, what we think God telling us? Because God has spoken. Now, I'm not saying God, I'm not saying God didn't, you know, God, God told you, okay, the carpet's supposed to be red. No, I'm not saying that. What I am talking about is how we are supposed to relate to one another and how we ought to go about life.
When our plans are against his plan, he going to win. But like I said, this good news is found when it comes to his faithfulness. As a kid, I used to like the A-team. And on the A-team, you know, uh, A-team was the bomb. We need shows like that. You know, the they used to shoot machine guns. You never saw blood. And they used to, they used to win and nobody died. Like, they just, they were, they were that good. They didn't even have to kill you. They were just that good, you know. But I used to like the A-team. And, and, and Hannibal would, would, put, would concoct this plan, man, that through, as the show unfolded, you'd be like, man, the bad guy's going to get away with this one. And at the very end, it will all come together. And he would say, I love when a plan comes together. I love it when a plan comes together. You know, I, I know we all individually, we game plan in our lives, and we, 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 we make a strategy, and, 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 and those are good. Those are good. Uh, corporately, as churches, as organizations, we do that. But uh, we in the body of Christ, I need, I'm, I'm, I'm inviting you. I'm encouraging you. I'm challenging you, whichever one you need. I'm calling you. I want you to step back and I don't want you to reevaluate your plans. And do your plans line up with his plans? Now, if you're not quite sure, I'm invite you to, to get into his plans, to dig into his plans. And, and, I, and as you do so, as you dive into his word, I want you to be praying. I want you to be, 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 be connected within the body of Christ and, and talking to godly people because God will use all these mechanisms to speak to you, to guide you by his Holy Spirit. But as I started, I said, you know, if your plan's not succeeding, it, it might be because it's not lining up with his. So let's just take a step back. Let's reevaluate. And let's see what God has said. Amen.